Here we are, the holidays in our rear view mirror. Lots of memories and times with family, but also lots of spending. The gifts, the travel, the unexpected expenses. We're all anxious about looking at the damage we've done to our budgets. Well, 2023 is here, and if your credit card debt has been adding up over these past few months, the Sharp team can help. They can show you how a cash-out refinance on your home can help you catch up on your bills, pay off any debt, and allow you to start the new year debt-free. How's that for quickly knocking out a resolution? And of course, if Santa forgot to make your wishes come true for a new home, they're ready to talk today about pre-approving you for a house in the triad. Call the Sharp team now, 336-575-9448. Here we are, the holidays in our rear view mirror. Lots of memories and times with family, but also lots of spending, the gifts, the travel, the unexpected expenses. We're all anxious about looking at the damage we've done to our budgets. Well, 2023 is here, and if your credit card debt has been adding up over these past few months, the Sharp team can help. They can show you how a cash-out refinance on your home can help you catch up on your bills, pay off any debt, and allow you to start the new year debt-free. How's that for quickly knocking out a resolution? And of course, if Santa forgot to make your wishes come true for a new home, they're ready to talk today about pre-approving you for a house in the triad. Call the Sharp team now, 336-575-9448. This is the Triad Podcast Network. About to talk some real estate here in the triad of North Carolina. It's our guy Blake Ginther with the Ginther Group. They are a local real estate agency. They are fantastic to work with. I've worked with them on the podcast. We've we've sold a home through them. Um, I can't recommend Blake and his team enough, but we're not here to do an infomercial. We're here to actually give information and advice for people that are interested or have are at a point in their life where real estate transactions are something that they're considering or even in, uh, about to, to start doing. So, uh, Blake, we got a few things we want to talk about today. Uh, Happy New Year to you. I, I feel like Happy New Year, as long as you're in like the first half of January, which is when we're recording this and you see yeah. someone for the first time, Happy New Year is still an appropriate thing to say. I don't think there's a cutoff unless you get to like, you know, January 25th and you and I saw each other for the first time, I probably wouldn't say happy new year at that time. There's do, you, a do, you have, of, do you have a, do you have a hot take on that? I mean, I, my hot take is there's been a lot of new year uh, shaming this year for at first what? year. I can ever remember that people get mad. If you say happy new year after X amount of time. And I'm like, first of all, when did that become a thing? Right. What, what, like, like, who cares if somebody says happy new year? It's just, but like literally people get mad. If you say happy new year past a certain time. Why would somebody, I don't understand how somebody would get mad when somebody says something to you that begins with the word happy. I believe, I blame social media because it's obviously, well, that's it's true. a social media fire yeah. uh, where, yeah. and I'm just old enough now, obviously, to just blame everything on social media. But uh, <laughs> but I think that it is definitely a weird thing. I've been just saying happy 23 because it there is a, go. that's a good number, right? I mean, yeah. We're in the state of North Carolina. We're the Jordan. Yeah. We're the Jordan year. Number. Yeah. We're the Jordan year. We're the Jordan Absolutely. year. Um, you know, I, th- I think when we get to like March 17th, I'm just going to go on Twitter and just post happy new year and just see what kind of blowback. I, I actually think that. you take it one step further and say happy new years. 
Happy New Year's. <laughs> because that also gets people really riled up. <laughs> if, if you make it plural instead of C. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully nothing that we talk about today is going to create any sort of social media firestorm. Uh, but we got a few things we want to jump into. So, Blake, uh, I want to begin with something that, you know, we always spend a little bit of time chit-chatting before we hit the record button about what we're going to talk about today. And we got three different topics we want to hit on. Uh, the first one is something that that you mentioned to me, which is uh, two parts. One, the the holidays were slow from a, from a real estate perspective. Maybe that's yeah. not as much of a surprise. But maybe you've been a little, not necessarily surprised, but... Um, it, it's caught your attention just how swift the market has been to start January. Yeah, for sure. It, it started honestly around Labor Day. The market started slowing down late August, uh, early September. Um, I, some of that was interest rates driven. Some of that was just, I think, a lot of like, people who were going to make a move for no real need, you know, already did. Uh, and so uh, I've been saying for the last four months, well, we're getting back to like normal real estate where if you have a need, you sell, you buy. Uh, and if you don't, you maybe don't. Um, and and that being said, uh, the holidays were slower than they've been in the last several years. And it does feel now um, really great to be busy. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely, we are all busy. I think there's agents posting left and right on social about how busy they are. Um, and not just busy, dumb busy, like good busy. Um, People buying houses busy uh, and listing houses. So it and the market is still the inventory never rose to a, that high of a level, but it's higher than it was when it was really dumb low. So it's you know it it is kind of a um, interesting segue to what I told you I really wanted to talk about though, which is the expectation gap, mm-hmm. right? That that I think people thought nationally some markets are down. Right. Um, and not just the units, because all we were down was the percentage of sales. There right. were just less sales those last four months. Prices didn't necessarily go down. Now, they weren't driven up like bananas up like they were the first six months of the year. Uh, but they didn't. that doesn't mean they didn't go down. They just didn't go up as high. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think people kind of understood that. Uh, but then some something happened over the last couple of months where maybe certain markets maybe are down. And so buyers here locally think that they're going to get this steal. And I was joking to you about when I will meet with a seller, uh, when they go to sell their home, let's say they, you know, they, you know, they think that we should list around 400. They're like, okay, I hear you, but I think we could probably get 415 or 425. So I want to list a little higher. Same seller goes and looks at a $500,000 house, right? And goes, yeah, you know what though? I think they're a little overpriced. I think the market's a little soft. I think I can probably get it for 475. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Hey, you just think on your house, the market is not soft, but on the house you're buying, it is in the same city. And that's how it's always been. It's just worse than it's ever been because of, for me in the last 19 years, because of the asterisked market that I will refer to of 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Which was unprecedented. Um, yes. But to, so to be clear, what you're saying is that, and and I don't think that's, breaking news that that gap has always been there in terms of what a buyer thinks a price should be versus what a seller thinks a price should be. That gap has always been there. But what you're saying is that gap is larger than what it typically is. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. And it, um, and it's because of the national news. It's become certain. I mean, certain pockets of our country are down. Um, 
we we're not. And if you've ever watched any of my market updates, uh, which has been a couple of weeks since I've done one, so I'll I'll do one now. I feel a little guilt that I haven't done one. But <laughs> I've been saying the same thing. It's our market isn't down. Um, it's not it's not bananas up. It is just a solid back to a normal-ish market. Still a little bit above normal. I do think the year of Jordan is going to bring slightly better uh, returns, equity returns. I, I foresee, my bold prediction, Adam, is that I foresee uh, instead of the two to two and a half tops 3% equity increase that the triad has seen over the last century, I predict you know, not the 10 to 12 to 15 to 16% that we've had in the last two years, but I predict north of five. Okay. All right. So that that's your big prediction for 2023 is uh, we're going to have a, a better than average equity increase in, in homes. Uh, that's good. Uh, let, let me go back to, to the, the gap you were talking about and trying to find the reality in between those two places. How is an agent on both sides do you work around something like that? What, what do you, what do you do when when there is that that perception from buyers and sellers' perspective on what a house should be valued? Um, can can you arrive at a at a point where you can actually go through with a transaction in that case, or you just have to kind of say, well, we're, we're t- these things are too far apart? How do you do that? So here's where it gets challenging, and I want to be careful to not, if if real estate agents listen to this, I don't want to throw any realtors under the bus. Um, it is, our job has always been, a key element has always been setting expectations, right? Um, how the process is going to go, what the timing is going to look like, not just pricing. Everyone thinks, you know, we pri- we we're, we are market uh, explainers, right? We don't control the market, but we are explainers of the market. We are right. expectation setters. And, right. and I think that the speed of the last couple of years made agents maybe get a little lax in that because it was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they maybe didn't set expectations other than like, when I tell you to jump, you say, okay, and how high? And we're back into a more nuanced market. Certain price points are doing great. Certain city locations are doing bananas and some aren't are just fine. So we're back into a nuanced market, have been for six months now um, and will be for the next six to 12 months in my estimation. So it we're back to setting proper setting of expectations, which happens before you start looking at houses. But Adam, dude, these major websites don't want realtors. They literally want consumers to treat realtors like Uber. Just, just take a ride with all the realtors. Just pick, pick, and then when you find the right house, that agent will write it up. That Uber driver is the lucky winner. Hmm. And and we've changed culturally a little bit, not all unilaterally, but you know, um, certain websites. I'm not going to name them. But people can think of them and know them. They sure. come to the top of their mind. Sure. Uh, they pay a lot of money to be top of mind. And they get money from me, frankly, bluntly, to be top of mind. And, and you know, that's an incorrect way to look at your real estate agent. Um, they need to know the market. And the the way I'm going to get in trouble with realtors, and I'm going to be watching here, is a lot of new agents in the last two to three years. A lot of new agents who, who by the way, had quick, quick, quick success. I see them because some of my friends and probably in my past clients, I see them buttering them up on social and I'm like, okay, so I'm probably not going to get to work with them because yeah. now there's so-and-so's buttering them up. And because, because they came on board in that spring and summer of 2021. 
2020, uh, a lot of them were the like beginning of COVID and then yeah. their business exploded, like when the market did. Right. Uh, and But they don't know normal real estate. They honestly don't even know how to set expectations in a normal real estate market because they've never experienced a normal real estate market. So what they'll probably do is it, it's either like, hey, jump, 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 or it's, hey, hey, you know what? Market's not crazy anymore. Let's make a below asking offer. We don't need to offer this. We need to offer that. Meanwhile, it's neither. Mm. You know, it's not bananas and it's not below average. It is solid. Yeah. Yeah. So make, so set a fair price and make a fair offer. Right. I mean, that that's basically what you're trying to arrive at. Yes. Yeah. You're, and due you're... diligence fees, when they were five figures, you know, in our market, they got up to like, basically, if you didn't spend $10,000, you weren't buying a house. Um, you know, that's probably still the case in like some, in some higher price point homes, but in our, in the, you know, we're, our median is now the 300 in, in that price point, you're not having to bust out five figures. Most likely if it, if it's good, if it's in like bluntly Ardmore, some certain pockets, you might, you might, but if it, for the rest of the city, yeah. normal, you know, the rest of the triad, in most pockets, you're getting away with normal four figures. Yeah. But then there are agents out there trying to write like 300, 300, you know, $500, 750, like it's back to 2015. And like, no, we didn't take a time machine back to 2015. <laughs> so recently, I'm recording our financial podcast and talking with Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. And the phrase hits us debt free in 2023 makes for a good headline. But we can all admit it's pretty aggressive. Even if that's unrealistic, you can still make this the year you get serious about your financial goals. Saving for retirement, saving for your child's college education, those might be realistic. Now, where do you go? You could do a web search and get 10 different answers. Or you could go to a professional who knows your financial goals and concerns and treats you like a friend. We believe the best financial advice flows from a comprehensive plan with a local advisor committed to seeing you achieve your financial goals. If this sounds like it's for you, you can check out Three Magnolias Financial Advisors right here in Winston-Salem. Their website is 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. You can learn more there or you can give them a call, 336-701-1600, and schedule a complimentary introductory meeting. Be comfortable with your financial future. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors, retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. And, and again, you know, I, I, I kind of asked the question, you know, if if you enter into a situation because you're you're going to be going with agents from from all different uh, businesses or people that are working out on their own, or or for sale by owner situations, um, if both sides haven't set the expectations properly, what do you what do you advise cl your clients to do? And, and that's it is going to be a, a challenge. Um, you advise to simply say to hopefully have good conversations right agents are going to have to be super take deep breaths be amicable and say hey you know what um here's the data from a listing agent's perspective 
here's all this data. By the way, I didn't list it up where some of these sold because they were listed at 399 and they sold at 475. I knew that that was an asterisk market, right? So I'm not, we're not trying for 475. But I mean, technically we could appraise now for that number. We listed at 450 because that's where we feel the market is currently, right? Yeah. And, and we have comps to support it, but we're not even trying to go that high, even though we know we could appraise. And I think that's the conversation that agents have to have with sellers that because sellers go, well, I see 475. My neighbor Bob got 475. My house is as good, if not better than neighbor Bob's. I want 475. And you go, and I would say, well, listen, you can't appraise for 475, but neighbor Bob listed at 399 for a reason, mm -hmm. right? That was closer to the market value. The 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 craziness that was 2020 and 2021 and 2022 drove it up. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think as long as you take more, you know what it honestly is as I'm rambling? It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more time. It's oh, no. The horror. <laughs> it's well, going to take, take what it took pre-Bananas Land. Forever, basically, until the last two asterisk years. Right. I mean, that's all there is to it, man. It's going to take more effort, but I will tell you that it, as ev I think every industry efforts waned. I think people lived, we lived, we got to a fantastic YOLO uh, uh, peak yeah. in COVID. And I, and I think that everyone should live, a, a, you know, you only live once YOLO uh esque life i have a yolo coach by the way he's one of my best friends um <laughs> checks in on me asks me how i'm doing because before covid i was not ever living a yolo life i mean not ever but i was not a good yoloer hmm. and i've 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 upped my game in yolo but if you want to live that way you want to take vacations you want to you got you got to get back to working hard again yeah what so what uh, now now i'm just curious what, what's an example of new YOLO Blake Ginther? Uh, vacations. Vacations? Taking bougie vacations. vacations, by the way. I took Ooh, a bougie okay. vacation, right? Uh, because what's a, what is a what is a Blake Ginther bougie vacation? See, now you're just taking me down this rabbit hole and I have questions. All right. Well, look, it, it, <laughs> I will come clean and tell you that I asked I asked a lot of my friends who are better at YOLOing than me. Okay. They gave me some names of some resorts that I was like, okay, look, I'm going to YOLO, but that is outrageous. I'm not spending that kind of money <laughs> on a vacation, but I did go. That, that's a YOVO, which if you, if you do that, you, you, that means you only vacation once because you yeah. pay too much money. Yes. And these, <laughs> some of these people uh, do it a lot. I don't know how they do it. Uh, they just are willing to spend more on vacations, I, I guess. Yeah. But the bottom line is we did do a club med which is a very bougie vacation. Yeah, it is. And our kids loved it uh, as they dang well better. Uh, and and it was everything we had hoped it would be. Other than the fact that if you go to a Club Med, be prepared to be met with bonjour because it is French. Um, oh, other that. than that, it was awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Good for you, man. Good for you. All right. Uh, I got a sidetrack there, but I was, <laughs> I, was I was curious. I was really curious. Um, now I got to sell real estate to pay for that YOLO vacation. <laughs> we we got to get, we got to get your, uh, we got to get your YOLO coach on the podcast with you. Let, let's, uh -oh. let's make a point of that. He is, he's a good guy. He's actually a great real estate agent in Raleigh. Um, okay. 
So um, perhaps he can YOLO more than me because his price point is uh, 33% higher than mine. Oh, well, well, there you go. So he's, he, he's, he's doing, he's YOLOing very well. Yeah. Um, so uh, real quick, I want to go back before we jump into our next thing here, your, your big prediction for 2023. Uh, can you elaborate more on, on why you're making this prediction? Like what, 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 what have you seen? What are you, why, why do you think that this is going to happen where you say that um, equity in, in homes in 2023 will rise at a better than average rate? I believe, essentially, I believe prices will continue to go up just slower, uh, you know, in that five, 5% vicinity um, because inventory is still low in most price points. Um, at or below two months inventory in most price points, only luxury. And by luxury, I mean like eight, 800 and up mm-hmm. is there more than two months inventory in, in Winston. So, you know, that, that will lead to price increases. Uh, now, uh, you know, these interest rates that are in the low sixes that I believe most people think will be in the upper fives here shortly, um, uh, have slowed down just the willy nilly demand. Right. The people who don't need to move, but yeah. are willing to that those people are kind of on the sidelines and probably will be. in. Uh, and if they're waiting for them to be in the fours or threes, then they'll be on the sidelines for a long time. Yeah. Um, but the need to buy buyers uh, and, and sellers who are, you know, for all the, the reasons we, we've already discussed on previous podcasts, those those folks are, are are going to be met with a better than inventory than they had in 2022 and, and 2021, but still a much lower inventory than they had in 1918 and 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So prices, and, and I believe that's going to be the case, you know, for the foreseeable future, inventory doesn't change. You know, we saw it change in like three months. Inventory takes time. I don't see it changing in Q1 and Q2 of this year. It could change Q3 and Q4, meaning price increases and equity increase could soften the latter part of this year and next year might be back to our two to three percent, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, I like I like where your head's at on that one. Um all right. So last thing I want to ask you about is, and as Blake mentioned earlier, he they have a YouTube channel. Blake posts some videos, market updates, advice, uh very snackable size. So if you don't, you know, if you don't have time to to listen to a 20 to 30 minute podcast, go on his YouTube channel and they've got two to three minute videos that do a very good job of explaining certain things um, in, a, in a very short amount of time because our attention spans are, are shorter than they've ever been <laughs> as, 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 you, as humans, as humans. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the, the one that you posted recently was about options for buyers uh, because look, interest rates, uh, you, just, you just mentioned it. Interest rates are not in the threes and the fours anymore. They're, right. they're up, they're higher. It's, right. it's, it's more expensive. It's a little more challenging to to get a home, uh, and and maybe people don't have the cash on hand to to purchase a home. So, uh, explain a little bit what what you tried to convey to folks in your latest video in terms of options for home buying. Yeah, honestly, um, there were two things I wanted to convey. First of all, hundred percent financing is still an option. If you can get the VA loan, bless you, thank you for your service or your family member service. You deserve a great loan, and you you can get, you still have that phenomenal option. Uh, government loans, FHA, you can you can get back. For a while, there it was really hard for FHA buyers to win the bidding wars. Um, I believe that they can totally win the bidding wars again. I mean, obviously, their numbers might have to be a little stronger, um, 
because it's a, because of the loan, um, it does have stipulations, yada yada. But the the three and a half percent loans are still a thing. Three percent conventional loans, five percent conventional loans, um, and all these loans, by the way, you can pay you can pay at closing an additional fee to pay to not have PMI, right? And or you can get a higher interest rate. You can bake it in if you want to. Bottom line, you have lending options beyond. Yeah. Back in the day, it was 20% or, or you're not buying a home. And and now it's honestly the average consumers, I'd say, using 10%. Even those that can put down more are putting down uh, less because the PMI can doesn't have to be there. So that's uh, really my number one thing with that video was to say, one, you still have a lot of great options and you don't have to put 20% down. Yep. Here's two. Regulation is still tight. So when everybody, when people start hearing me say that, there are people listening to this podcast who will go, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah. And I they, say they hear 100% financing. They hear, uh, uh, you know, 3%, 5%. You don't have to bring cash to closing, blah, blah, blah. But that what you're about to talk about is the big difference. It's a, it is the key difference. Uh, regulation started declining, right? They started deregulating lending in the late 90s, right? And by the way, don't try to blame any political party. It was both parties. And and it went for eight years. And then they went, whoops, <laughs> we deregulated this too much. And the regulations are still in place. The the debt to, debt to income uh, ratios have gotten tighter still. Um, if you get a loan right now, it will still feel like if you haven't gotten a loan in like, let's say a decade, uh, it's going to feel like you, you're giving blood. Yeah. So, uh, and and that's not a bad thing. That is that is so that people who shouldn't be able to buy a home don't buy a home. Yeah. Yep. And that's what got us into the crisis of 2008. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Well, uh, check out Blake's YouTube channel, The Ginther Group on YouTube for short, snackable videos that break things down in a very easy way. And you get to see his handsome face. Uh, which you don't get to see on this podcast. You just get to hear his his fantastic voice. So, all right, all right, my friends. Uh, remind the folks again where they can where they can find you if they want to get in touch. Yeah, pretty please find us at theginthergroup.com, theginthergroup.com, or give us a shout at 336-283-8689. 283-8689. All right, man. Happy Jordan New Year. Dude, it's the year of the Jordan. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.